Turn them off. Turn them off. Let's go. Ready? Turn off the lights. Turn off the lights. Turn off the lights. Turn them off. The time has come. So much nicer. We will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Aliens. It's fucking alien summer. It's hot alien summer. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't even know there was a new Predator movie coming out. And then I saw a video like last Wednesday and was like, oh, yeah, there's a new Predator movie coming out tomorrow. And I was like, oh, that's going to suck. And they're like, wait. It's good. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, it's going to be in the theaters. No, it's only going to be on Hulu. And I was like, that's fucking lame. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and this one's called Pray. Pray. Pray, love, laugh. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they they were, you know, I always used to kind of wonder, like, why don't they, you know, combine genres and movies and have like, what if aliens invaded during like the old West times? It's and the then, best and thing. Then they, wow. Well, they made that movie. It was called Cowboys and Aliens. Right, it was a piece of shit. Right. right. It was James Bond and Han Solo couldn't fucking carry that movie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you realize how flawed some... execution in that case, not concept necessarily. That could have been cool, I think. It, yeah. I mean, you know, why why couldn't pirates fight off an alien invasion? Anyway, so we basically got that story uh, with uh, some Comanche uh, indigenous people near 1718 so like 300 years ago uh did a great job i thought it was a great movie great real flick uh and then two days later i went to the theaters and saw nope and i was like oh no this is a great movie (laughs) praise pretty good nope isn't living on another fucking planet when it comes to cinema and i can't wait for you to watch it and you don't want to go to the theater you know wait till it comes out on vod uh i'm sure you will want to uh have us review it yeah, well, I mean, it's coming out pretty soon, I think, I yeah. the, the window, because unfortunately, I mean, you know, it, it is just what it is. And the way theaters are now and the way, mo- you know, movie sales are now, it dropped off like 60% in its second week, which happens with a lot of movies that aren't, you know, Marvel, Disney. And and it's also because of Marvel, Disney, because they they monopolize the, the you know, there's a whole, I mean, oh, whatever, yeah. we don't have to get it. But um, because of that, it, it, it I think the it, they legally can put it to VOD 45 days after the release date. Hmm. And typically they will just to maximize, you know, the, you know, the, the kind of audiences. So hopefully that actually should be coming well, out in like it three weeks this or weekend so. after it already been out for a week or, right. week or more, two weeks. I don't know. And the theater was fucking packed, which was kind of annoying because like the fucking idiots behind me uh, were drunk and probably about, you know, 18 years old. And had to verbally react to everything that was happening in the movie. <laughs> and at one point, I finally shushed him. I was just like, shh. 
That was like, like, I don't know if you've been just used to watch movies in your living room for the last two years, but like when you're in the theater, <laughs> you don't get to go, holy shit, man. Oh, fuck. Oh, I, that dude, is probably exponentially like worse now than it even used to be, which it used oh, to always it's be so bad. bad. It's not just like laughing or like gasping when like something crazy happens. It's full just like, volume talking. Bro, did you just see that? Like, we're all watching the same thing. Of course, we all saw it. You fucking moron. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> No, I was actually closing uh, my eyes intentionally because I didn't want it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I've, I've never really felt like he makes, you know, Jordan Peele makes just like straight up horror films. There's definitely scary moments, but more than anything, this film uh, it just does like prolonged tension mm. better than he's ever done before. And there's definitely a couple moments where like I literally like grabbed my girlfriend's arm. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it doesn't rely on that. There's no jump scares. There's none of that shit. It's just like gradually building more and more attention. And the, the themes are interwoven just so well that every part of this movie that you're like, what the fuck was that supposed to mean? If you think about it for more than about five minutes, you'll get it. And you'll be like, oh, wow. How the fuck did he come up with this? <laughs> when that's what's great about it. I mean, obviously, you know, Get Out was not exactly um, uh, subtle with its what, right. with what it was talking about, but it was right. really well done. And and I love that movie. And we reviewed that years ago on the show. Um, yeah. And Us, I thought, was actually... You know, I thought it was actually even a little bit better than Get Out because I thought the message was a little bit more um, uh, uh, opaque. And, uh, and, you know, we talked about a lot of the the themes in that movie around, you know, homelessness and capitalism and like how it was talking about those things. And, you know, certain like and and like all like with the Tim Heidecker stuff with his like rich friend, like there's there's interesting themes in that movie that were just below the surface. And, you know, so I'm, I'm very curious to see what this one's about because i you know obviously on the surface it's aliens but maybe not i mean i guess we'll i'll find out but yeah i can't fucking wait i love i love his movies i it's 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 amazing to me that a guy like that um who, who had a great comedy show which i loved you know when it was on um but it's not like the person i would ever think like you know oh yeah that guy's gonna make awesome fucking sci-fi horror movies you know right awesome prestige like you know cerebral sci-fi and horror so movies. he i mean he's he's pretty much admitted this like he he wanted he was you know back when he was coming up with the ideas for this he was like you know it's back when people were worried about like the future of cinema like that like we might lose all the movie theaters and they just never come back mm-hmm. and it's crazy that such a powerful industry with so many rich people like still worried that like you know we can't control the future enough to make sure that doesn't happen so they literally like we're worried like how do we get how do we make movies that get people back in theaters and that was sort of like the the nexus of this and he's like i'm gonna make a summer blockbuster i'm gonna make a uh you know i'm gonna remake jaws basically (laughs) and in a lot of ways this film i mean this film is gonna remind you of jaws in like a hundred different ways Hmm. right interesting but it's it's still just just you know on another level as far as how deep and well the characterization goes the actor is perfectly cast the way they interact with each other is just it's it's so enriching it doesn't feel like you're watching actors you feel like you're watching uh, you know an actual siblings right it, it just it everything about it works there's nothing about this movie that i was like that there was that one part that didn't like, there's none of that there's none of that and you know and then of course you get home and you see these critics that are like oh none of this made any sense it's like you didn't fucking think about this before you put your youtube video up you fucking moron that's almost always the sign that it was a way better movie than than like when people like i didn't get it i didn't make any sense like oh okay because you're just you're fucking idiot you know so i'm sure yeah you know there's nothing worse than movies that uh, 
that people that are enjoyable to everybody, but like, there's literally nothing to talk about with them afterwards, you know? And I, I like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, and Steven Ewan too, like if you know, he's in a movie, you know, it's fucking good. Like right. he's, he just doesn't do any bad movies, you know, whether it's a comedy or animal rights film like Okja or you just like anything he fucking does. I mean, one of the, probably, makes really good choices. He makes very good choices and he's a really funny guy that doesn't tell jokes. That's, that's the right. thing you got to remember about him is that he's got this really deep, dark sense of humor, uh, but he doesn't tell jokes. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and, and I love that about him. I mean, we loved him on the walking dead, obviously. Um, you know, I, great, I would argue sorry that, to bother like, you. Yeah, yeah. I, it just, just he always does good roles, and he doesn't age either, which is like great, uh, right? Great. Uh, <laughs> and he's always, you know, he's always been proud of being a, you know, Michigangsta like me. Um, but people used to say, "Well, you're, where are you from?" He's like, "I'm from Michigan," <laughs> <laughs> which is my favorite like thing that like like Asian people or like any person of color could do when like some like ignorant white guys like, "Oh, where are you from?" They're like uh, Cleveland. Like, what, what do you mean? Where am I right. from? Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like, where's you? You know, yeah. yeah. You know, my, my parents are from Michigan too. You don't look like me. Well, yeah, so where are you? Where? Yeah, where? Where are your? Where are your ancestors from? Like, I don't know. Where the hey, fuck hey, are your you ancestors? Know, you know, 180 from? fucking years ago, who built the railroads? Like, we've been here for a while, guy. Come on. Right, right. You know, um, but yeah. You know how many generate? How many generations of Asian people <laughs> have lived in San Francisco? Like, it, it it's. Yeah. Longer than most white lineages, I would imagine, even. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we just laid the transcontinental, you know, uh, wire to connect cell phone service just a couple years ago. Right. So it's, you know, it's a, right, it's a new right. it's a new thing. All these immigrants coming over. Oh, God. Well, you know, while we're, while we're on the topic of Asia and the South Pacific, we should just really briefly touch on uh, a follow up to what we were talking about last week with uh Oh, with president, uh, with our shadow president, Nancy Pelosi, who decided to just completely ignore the uh, recommendations of the Pentagon, the Joint Chiefs, every national security agency and her own president uh, to just make a fucking meaningless uh, publicity trip to Taiwan uh, that that almost accidentally brought us to the brink of, you know, major conflict with with the uh, only country in the world that has more uh, money and people than we do. So, you know, that's, that's fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, so we, we wanted to talk about some of the, um, consequences that came of that. And there were some, uh, pretty significant ones, you know, diplomatically. And it's, we said this last week was going to happen and, you know, everyone just, there's this real, well, you know, let's go through them and then I'll, I'll kind of go through my spiel, but this is a headline from Associated Press. Uh, hmm. China extends threatening military exercises around Taiwan. Like, uh, why didn't they warn us ahead of time? I, I did, didn't didn't Nancy Pelosi know? <laughs> like, why didn't they tell? <laughs> so uh, China said money is extending threatening military exercises surrounding Taiwan. I'm sure China called them that too. Like, the, hey, we're going to extend our threatening military exercises. <laughs> like, no, it's kind of editorializing there, <laughs> right? Uh, extending their uh, threatening military exercises surrounding Taiwan that have disrupted shipping and air traffic and substantially raised concerns about the potential for conflict in a region crucial to global trade. The announcement further increases uncertainty in the crisis that developed last week with U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. I, I like that they editorialized that, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, no, directly course. blaming her for creating a crisis. Uh, the exercises <laughs> will include anti-submarine drills, apparently targeting <clears throat> U.S. support for Taiwan in the event of a potential Chinese invasion. 
I don't know how China can invade Taiwan when Taiwan is part of China. They're a province of China. And, and that's the thing that like, blows my mind is people are just like, they, they think that they're their own country right now. And that Taiwan, that China is going to like invade them and take them it, over. Like you, so, you can, you can support Taiwanese independence, but you can't pretend they're their own country right now. No, I, I mean, but Americans are the stupidest people in the world. I mean, li- like you, you can, you can lie to us about anything geographically. Like it could be fucking, you know, sixty miles off of our border. You could tell us Cuba is actually a uh, a fucking commonwealth of florida and people would be like oh yeah no that makes sense like yeah <laughs> i heard that i think once like in in seventh grade geography that makes sense no, the capital like, of, of cuba is miami florida I mean, right that's, that's always been that way where did you where did you hear otherwise and i got this right. argument with this fucking idiot this this week too he's like like <clears throat> since when is is taiwan ever been a province of china i'm like <laughs> since always like you could you could totally support Taiwan working towards independence as most Taiwanese people do right while still trying to like you know avoid armed conflict uh but you can't just suddenly pretend that they're they are already independent like that's not real that's not a real thing right now right so yeah, anyway, in the what is this, Taiwan in the event of a potential Chinese invasion, according to social media posts from the Eastern leadership of China's ruling Communist Party, military arm, the People's Liberation Army. Yeah, so, like, Nancy Pelosi, Nazi Pelosi, parachutes in, does a little thing, tries to get the, you know, the, a sweet deal on semiconductors for insider trading, and then leaves, and then the people of Taiwan have to deal with the fallout of this. Right, right, and, you know... Uh... There were significant. Uh, do you do you have the list of of the sanctions they were going to put forth in terms of you know the things they were pulling out of? I do not. I know that she was personally sanctioned by China and is not allowed to do any business with them ever more, <laughs> which right. is pretty funny. Which which I'm sure was the most significant thing to her. Uh, I mean, among the other things, they're going to completely um, abandon any kind of joint military cooperation. Which you know, again, not that I'm like, oh yeah, no, military cooperation, awesome, but. The actual cooperation part of that is important because, you know, if some shit goes down, we want to know that we're aliens. Exactly. <laughs> Alien attack. Well, no, not even that. Like, no, but shit between us and China, you want to know that there's an open line of communication to be like, hey, sorry, guys, like we fucked up. That wasn't we didn't mean to shoot that too close. To, you know, whatever. Like shit happens. That's the reason you have joint military um, communication and participation with with countries that you consider your allies is so that you could say like, hey, you know, we're here, so don't, you know, do any drills over here, like that sort of shit. Right. Now, you know, who knows what the fuck could happen? And again, probably nothing will, but, you know, this was just a needless provocation with a country that could fucking destroy us if they wanted to, um, because, you know, Nancy Pelosi needed to pump her husband's fucking microchip stock. Like, that's <laughs> all this was about. Like, we, and he, like, he sold like $5 million worth of stock in a microchip company before this big vote, you know, took place after that. Um, or microprocessor, whatever the fuck it is, you know, semiconductor, whatever. Semi, the fuck. Right. <laughs> whatever horse shit. This is all about capitalism. The magic little particles that make your diplomacy phone or human rights. I mean, what a fucking joke. So, yeah. Nancy Pelosi, fucking psychopath, again, just creating massive issues um, for no reason. And just, uh, you know, <laughs> remember when she said she was going to retire like two two terms as speaker ago, like after I her next term? That, actually, no, I don't. I don't remember. She, like, I two- just, you know, I, it's <laughs> this is this is what you get when even the furthest left members of Congress mm-hmm. 
won't stand up to a fucking monster. This is what you get. Right. And we saw, you know, again, all of the lefty Democrats just completely throw um, the climate, uh, children, um, poor people under the bus again for this horseshit fucking uh, Inflation Reduction Act, this reconciliation bill. At this point, being thrown under a bus sounds a lot better than being run (laughs) over by a fucking Tesla. Honestly, like I would love to just get hit. Like at least the buses are running. You, you, could, you could put the bus out after, you know, 20 minutes or so of, 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 <laughs> of fire extinguishers, you know, a Tesla. You're not getting out of that. You're going to be oh fucking God. melded into the ground by the time they get that thing out. Do you see um, that video just the just today? Somebody posted a video and it was like th- these Teslas um, and they put like a little like fake child. Oh, yeah. In front of it. And the Tesla just fucking runs it over, runs it <laughs> right. over. And that's a stationary fake child. Imagine an actual running, moving child. And then immediately, I I know whenever I see a video like that, the first comment's going to be like, well, I don't know if you know this, but. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, the first thing is like people don't understand that like the, the senses you have sight and sound and everything, even those as good as they are, as soon as you're moving at 35, 40, 45 miles an hour, they become vastly impaired. Now try to imagine a computer trying to do right. the same thing, moving at speed, and it can and it can see stuff with radar and lidar. Right now, those things don't work in real time. the The radar and and lidar systems we use for you know looking at the weather and shit. There's always like a, a few second delay on that, and that's just when it's stationary. Now you start moving the fucking radar and lidar and moving the computer at 45 miles an hour and you think it's going to fucking see shit and comprehend what it is and and process that at the speed of our brain and react accordingly no it's going to people kept saying well this will this will remove the human error in in motor vehicle collisions and it turns out <laughs> we know it creates a whole new error that we don't fucking currently have like even worse than what we currently yeah. have and and, um, and even and even then you see you see all this fucking footage of this woman who killed six people in LA this week I don't think I saw, I'm, I'm not sure. She was driving. She was a fucking Oh, nurse. yes. The one that exploded or whatever, like the car. She was driving 90 miles an hour when she blew a stoplight and killed six people instantly because she, she T-boned them. And if you know anything about car design, they're designed where, you know, if you hit something with the front of the car, you're relatively safe. But if something fucking, you know, they're, they're not designed for an impact. They're designed the to crumple like a around. like a Coke can. They're not designed to be. I, yeah, I, I downloaded the video and watched it frame by frame. And her car literally goes. It just goes through the other oh car. My God, it just goes through it. Was she it, like fucked up or like asleep or she was just driving like a psychopath and just so they ever figure out like is this, she dead? I woman, don't know. No, she's alive and she's oh. being charged with murdering six people. Right. And <laughs> she has. 13 prior collisions on her record. Oh, oh. not 13 so... prior tickets, 13 prior collisions. She's crashed her car 13 fucking times. And that's why they're charging it with murder because they're like, she fucking knows. And the thing is like, how does, how does she still have a car? How right. has her license not been taken away? How has her vehicle not been impounded after crashing 13 times? And she's a nurse and she was driving 90 miles per hour. Well, she's, you know, the, the, the fucking hospitals are starting to empty out. You know, the COVID's on a, on a down peak and she's got to fucking like, well, how, how, is a car, how is the a vehicle? How is a car even allowed to go 90 miles an hour? But a, a little little e-scooter, those lime scooters all over cities. 
they're electronically limited to 12 miles an hour. Right. Well, I mean, I've read, I've read article. I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen them too, about like the massive campaign against any kind of governor, uh, devices inside of cars, like that, how it's been. Oh, you like know the name number- of it. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like a number one priority of, of, of Detroit when that's, when that became a thing. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like you said, they, they have no problem putting them on e-scooters, which, you know. Well, it, and, and they, they already have them on cars, but they're set to like 155 miles an right, hour. Right. It's completely useless. Like you would it, be. Like it, every, every speed limit of every street can be geotagged and you could make sure that no car can ever go over the speed limit forever. You could literally never fucking uh, you, the, the, like the, 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 where it's actually the governor is actually at in most cars. Like, yeah, like 155 or whatever it is. You could literally not. You know, you, like your body couldn't handle much more than that, I think, in a car, unless you're in like a fucking race car. So it's not it's really it's, not even a thing. Yeah. Like, are, are you are you out on like the fucking well, you, well, and you're never going to get trying to break right. a speed record? What the fuck is wrong with you? You're never going to even get to that speed anywhere. And, and it's it's, it's crazy because like, you know, when you watch like NASCAR or any racing kind of thing, those cars are going that fast. But it's they're shooting it with a long lens that's tracking with the car. So you don't get a sense of how fast that really is. No. When you watch a stationary camera of a car going 90 mm. miles an hour and crashing, it looks like a missile. It doesn't look like a car. It's it, like you, your brain can't process how fucking fast that is yeah. when you see it just boom, six people dead instantly. F- fucking huge ball of fire. Like what? How, like it, it, when I slowed it down, you see this car. I mean, I, I guessed it was going about 100 based on the amount of distance it covers. Mm. You see mm. all the cars that it hits are going about 25 miles an hour. And in the space of, of time that that car is in the frame, the, the cars it's about to hit cover about 20 feet of space in the same time that that car covered an entire block. Right. So it was, right. go, it was going, I mean, it was like, it's got to be going at least four times as fast as those other cars. Right. Right. And yeah, it's just, it's like, why, why if the speed limit in a city is usually between 25 to 35 miles an hour, like, why is it possible for any vehicle, modern vehicle sold today with GPS to go 90 miles an hour? Like, why do we let that happen and kill 40,000 people every year? The same amount of people that fucking guns kill, right? But it's right. people People like, well, you know, the same amount of people die from guns. It's like, yeah, but guns are supposed to kill people. That's what they're designed <laughs> to do. The fact that cars, which aren't designed to kill people, still kill as many people as guns makes that way fucking worse. <laughs> Right. We normalize that shit. Right. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's fucking psychotic, but <sighs> like everything in this country, it's never going to change um, because it's just. It's- hey, yeah. You remember when, when, you know, I remember growing up, like they used to have car ads that were all about like safety and yeah, no, know, I remember like luxury. And, and now it's sure. just fucking Brie Larson doing like illegal burnouts around city corners <laughs> driving insanely says, recklessly yeah. through slick roads it, it, and- it says wait on them professional driver close course do not attempt it's like if this is illegal driving why is it allowed to be in your fucking commercial to, to right. display a product being used in an illegal manner and that's your fucking selling point fucking, Brie Larson, fucking you know, petroleum car crazy cult country drifting Fuck. in the fucking rain slick streets of long beach or whatever it's like yeah this is this is how you want to advertise because this is what we want to encourage all right yeah. enough of my car ranting for this episode move um along. 
Yeah. So, well, you know, while we're on the subject of cars and, and just, you know, in general <laughs> environmental issues, we should talk about the, and we we started to talk about this, this awesome climate bill that, that liberals and, and progressives and everyone's like, this is the most significant climate legislation we've ever passed. Um, the one person in Congress in the Senate, at the very least, who is not thrilled about this bill and basically said this is complete horse shit is Bernie Sanders, of course. Um, and he's once again, it's amazing. Like they love him when he tells you when they t- when he told everyone to vote for Biden or when he's trying to whip s- support up for any of his bills. Um, but the second he actually, you know, expresses an opinion like, hey, this bill fucking sucks. And Joe Manchin is trying to include all this horse shit. And Joe Biden has a fucking secret side deal with Joe Manchin. Um, everyone's like, oh, shut up, Bernie. You're just trying to, this Bernie always tries to wreck everything This whenever he doesn't get his way. I mean, it's amazing the fucking 180. So, you know, I, <laughs> couldn't be me trying to please those fucking people by trying to, you know, play ball with them. But so what, what, know, is, what again, does the bill actually do? What, so, do? what do they vote for? Well, so, I mean, it's a, it's a fucking, you know, it's a reconciliation bill. So the only way they can ever get anything through because they refuse to um, eliminate the filibuster, which they fucking should have done two years ago, is uh, through reconciliation, which you get to do once a year. And that's like your budget bill. But you get to throw other shit in there. <laughs> Unless the the mythical parliamentarian, you know, comes down from the fucking Miss of Avalon and, and decrees that, you know, <laughs> it, it's not it's not a, it's not within the parameters of the bill to do that and then you're not allowed to but um, it, so i was talking about uh george bush senior just straight up like fired the parliamentarian yeah you can fucking fire them they're you they're the employee they're basically the underling of the vice president who's the president of the senate you know so literally they've been fired before like literally that happened once with the republicans they were just the parliamentarian was like yeah that's not really within the purview of the budget and they're like oh that's funny i appreciate your opinion uh anyway can we get some someone else in here who's just gonna rubber stamp like which you should fucking do if you're in power because fuck those motherfuckers like that's you know whatever who ca- who gives a shit like it's like you're literally the lawmakers you can literally make anything be the law right. like there's I, no I, fucking I just, decorum nobody fucking the, gives the new a law shit. is that there is no senate parliamentarian <laughs> like, so you, you think they have a senate parliamentarian in north korea fuck no so you know to get joe to get joe manchin on board with this or you know allegedly to get joe manchin on board with this because we all know they don't give a fuck they're all just working together to make as much money as possible for all of their friends um <clears throat> biden basically had to come up with like a secret agreement um here's one of the key uh prince one of the key uh environmental sections of the bill um the bill would require the Interior Department to offer at least 2 million acres of public lands and 60 million acres of offshore waters for oil and gas leasing each year for a decade as a prerequisite for installing any new solar or wind energy. If the department failed to offer these minimum amounts for leasing, no right-of-ways could be granted for any utility-scale renewable energy project on public land or waters. So if we don't offer at least 2 million acres of public lands and 60 million acres of offshore waters, we cannot build a single fucking solar or wind farm on public lands using the funds from this bill. And that is the entire fucking climate right there. That's your 2.5 degrees Celsius of warming. That's a fucking climate bomb catastrophe that we will never recover from. So, well, awesome climate bill that the fucking cocksucking motherfucking Democrats passed that just 
completely doomed us all. But that's just on public completely- land. So I, I think the solution, I mean, is pretty apparent that uh, it's time for the private sector to help us out. <laughs> no, right. Of course, they're going to come up with some kind of, you know, c- contraption. Uh, so, and just, you know, Bernie, uh, of course, went along and I would have fucking voted no on this bill 1000%. But, you know, he's not. We know he's not going to do that because every other Democrat voted for it. Um, and they, you know, they passed it, I think, with 50, 50 and 50. And then Kamala is the tiebreaker. Um, but it, so some of the amendments that Bernie passed, because he's like, I have to put something good in this bill because it's complete horseshit. He kept saying this bill does literally nothing for everyday Americans like li- me and you are not going to see a fucking cent from this massive fucking bill. I don't even remember what the final c- count was, you know, some obscene amount of money. Um, hundreds of billions but like whatever it was but there's nothing in that that we actually materially benefit from and that most people we know materially benefit from so he's like all right well let me try to get some things in there like cut medicare drug prices by 50 percent like very reasonable i mean it should be even more than that but whatever you know that's it's something right Mm -hmm. uh that one lost one to 99 (laughs) guess who the one was bernie sanders (laughs) expand medicare that one lost three. I'll, I'll say it in the that one lost ninety seven to three. <laughs> Bernie and a couple other people uh, create a civilian climate core. You know, like like a, like an awesome climate core to like you know do public works project like things yeah, we've like done the, before. Fucking FDR had the, right. the civilian conservation corps. They went out and planted you know like what three billion trees right uh, to to combat the fucking dust bowl. But that's not going to do anything to help climate change. Disaster. Planting three million trees, right? Like that wouldn't. <laughs> Do anything to capture carbon or put more oxygen into the atmosphere. Uh, yeah, that lost ninety eight to one. Because God forbid we create anything that's fucking helpful to the environment or you know to just regular people's lives. Well, you know, Anthony, if we have too many too many public jobs, you know that leads to not enough people for the military. <laughs> well, uh, right, of course, one hundred percent. Extend the child tax credit, the thing that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris still cite as a signature fucking accomplishment of their piece of shit fucking administration because they cut childhood poverty in half. Well, you know what happened? They let that fucking child tax credit lapse and didn't renew it. So you know what they did is they actually doubled child poverty by letting that fucking tax credit lapse. (laughs) But they still talk about it. Kamala Harris still brings it up in interviews to this day. We played one a couple weeks ago where she talked about that. Um, Yeah, they let that fail 97 to 1. Uh, well, you know, you know, my takes on the child tax credit is that you should only get a t- child tax credit if you adopt or if you don't have children. That I, should be the I only mean, I agree, but 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 you know, like that's one of those things that they'll especially cons- in an environmental bill. <laughs> I, I agree, but also that's one of those things where it, it actually will at least materially help somebody that's not yeah, you know, know, know named fucking Ford or Walton or whatever. Um, but yeah, they let that lapse. Um, Strike fossil fuel breaks. 99 to 1. Oh, so, so whoever whoever was avoiding voting uh, got back in there to make sure that one didn't get through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, not a single good fucking provision in this entire bill. Just, just a complete horseshit fucking giveaway to all of their donors and to the fossil fuel industry. Imagine, fucking imagine having the fucking balls to say you passed a climate bill that gives away 60 million fucking acres of, of offshore waters and 2 million acres of public land to, for offshore drilling for the dirtiest fucking energy in the world. And you call that a climate bill like that, that sealed our fucking fate as far as well, I'm at concerned. least if there's another fucking Gulf oil spill, you know, they, they 
put those chemical dispersants on there so the oil goes to the bottom instead of floats to the top because you know you don't want to look at it and i'm gonna save those birds right yeah it's 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 fucking infuriating i i just i can't i mean again this is why i just don't engage in this shit because they're they're just the biggest scumbags on the earth and then you still see all over twitter and all over everywhere today just people be like well this is the best climate bill we've ever passed why don't you just stop trying to shit on everything that joe biden's like okay you know what yeah have fun have fun i'm done i'm done They passed these people. They passed. I got a D plus. I fucking (laughs) passed. (laughs) I mean, they're going to fucking choke on this atmosphere just like we are. You know, whatever. They'll know they're fucking idiots when it's way too late and there's nothing. Now, it'll be some like Elysium shit where they'll have a big fucking thing up in the sky they can go to, but we're not allowed to. And they'll have like a, a thing that like. You know, a little little medical chamber that'll fucking heal them from any disease that we're not allowed to, you know, to access. <laughs> right. Um, you know, unless Matt Damon gets gets his ass up there. Um, but, you know, I mean, half the time he's got has to get his fucking ass rescued from Mars or wherever the fuck. He really should not ever go to space. He has very bad luck in space, Matt Damon. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's the hero of Elysium and he goes to space and fucking dies. So it's just like, God damn it. Matt right, Damon. Like- on Mars, and then uh, he gets trapped on Planet X or whatever the fuck it is. And yeah, you know, how the airlock works. And fucking, even when Matthew McConaughey's telling him not to fucking do it, he's just like giving a monologue and then blows himself out into infinity. <laughs> That's one of my favorite moments of that movie. Uh, he like re- he just starts like a you could tell it's gonna be the douchiest monologue, and then it's just like a fucking <laughs> entire space station. It's kind of my favorite thing is when things happen offbeat in movies. Oh, it's great! It's a great technique. It, yeah. It's it, like the boys did that terrifically where you would expect something's about to happen and it would happen like 10 seconds before you thought it was going to happen and completely fucking shock you and you're like oh god (laughs) yeah no it's a great it's a great filmmaking technique you know yeah so i mean yeah it's 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 once again you know let's the democratic party is going to capitulate to the the furthest right democrat in the senate which is joe manchin uh instead of capitulating to the furthest left Democrat in the Senate, which is Bernie Sanders, right? That's just what they do, right? And that's why you see headlines like this from The Hill yesterday. Headline, nearly 40% of Americans say Trump or Biden's second term, quote, worst thing that could happen. Yeah. The worst (laughs) thing that could happen is either one of those two being reelected. I agree. 40% (laughs) of the country thinks that. And then, of course, people replied, well, that means 60% doesn't. <laughs> but they don't think it's the worst thing that could happen. They just think it's the, maybe the second or third worst thing that can happen. Right. So it's, it's just fucking real, these idiots. I just have three three paragraphs from this because it just gets it's it gets even funnier the further you go. <sighs> A Yahoo News YouGov poll found that 37% of registered voters in both parties said re-election for Trump would be the worst thing for the country. And 35% thought the same if Biden ran again in 2024. Given the scale of five other options, unsure, best thing that could happen, mostly good, a mix of good and bad, mostly bad, to call the potential second term wins, most respondents chose the pessimistic extreme of worst thing that could happen. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't just like 40% voted that way. That was like nobody else in any other category came close to that, right? <laughs> In a hypothetical where Biden stepped aside, only 30% of Democrats and independents who lean Democratic reported they'd want Vice President Harris to step up, while 52% of voters said they'd want someone else to be the Democratic nominee instead. 
<laughs> just, just doing great. But you know what? Again, at the end of the day, they're gonna fucking vote for her anyway. Like they're gonna, they're, they'll cheat to make her win the primaries if if Biden's too clearly too fucking senile to actually run again. I mean, I I sent you that clip earlier today where he oh he's trying to shake hands with the podium. Yeah. Well, no, he shakes hands with. with <laughs> so Chuck Schumer's at the podium. It's it's some guy then Biden, then someone else, then someone else, like standing behind him. He shakes Biden's hand. He shakes the guy to the, oops, sorry, hit the mic. Shakes the guy to, because I'm shaking in the air as I'm doing this. He shakes the guy to the left of Biden's hand. He shakes the person to the right of Biden's hand. And as he goes to shake the fourth person's hand, Biden sticks his hand back out to shake it and just holds it there looking at Schumer. And He's then confused. Schumer, He's like, why isn't she shaking right. my hand? It's like, because he just did that three seconds ago. And then he goes back to talking and Biden does one of those casual, like, like fixes, like wipe something off his nose that, you know, like run your hand through your hair when to make it not look like right, you're right. <laughs> like, and it, it was that, that ridiculous reply of like, oh, he was just gesturing to the podium. He wasn't trying to shake his hand again. It's like, what, 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 what gesture do you give to a podium? Like, were you trying to shake the podium's hand? Because... <laughs> Shock of shocks, podiums don't have hands. <laughs> no, nor can they shake them, nor are they sentient. So, yeah, it, it was just, again, <laughs> moment after moment of, after moment of elder abuse. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> speaking of elder abuse and <laughs> abuse of power, if you'd ask some people, we should, we should talk about the funniest thing that happened this week. Which is uh, Trump's Trump's fucking Mar-a-Lago apartment house, whatever the fuck he lives in there. It's Residence. Like a huge, yeah, it's like a huge like Spanish castle. I've never really looked at it before, but it looks like an old. It's gaudy as hell, of course. You know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, just just completely funny. And then like the first person who was like broadcasting this to the world was <laughs> Trump himself, of course. <laughs> um, and then of course liberals, you know in response so, just came out with like the most insufferable fucking shit the last 24 hours. Yeah. So yeah. So for people that, that didn't see this, uh, we're living under a rock. His, uh, Mar-a-Lago state was raided by the FBI because, uh, he was in possession of, uh, stolen documents, uh, from the white house. You're not allowed to, to take documents. Uh, when you leave the, the office, you're supposed to leave all of your records there and they're supposed to be, you know, publicly maintained or whatever. So I guess for whatever reason, the funniest thing is like, so I want to read his statement from truth social because it's super funny. Um, him just whining about this, but, uh, all right. So, uh, I'm not going to try to do a voice because my throat hurts. That's that's fine. You're not not Jank Unger. (laughs) No. And I hate, I hate hacky Trump impressions. It's the worst. There's like one or two people that do a good one and everyone doesn't sound like fucking blows. It doesn't sound anything like him. And he's, he just like, Oh, I lowered my voice. And that must be, Oh no, his sucks. Alec Baldwin sucks. Like I very rarely do. I do actually hear a good one that like gets the fucking, even the tone and tenor of the voice. But all right. Anyway, uh, these are dark times for our nation. As my beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago and Palm Beach. <laughs> He's got to compliment it. Like, I know all you fucking poor rural racists wish you could live in a beautiful mansion like me. Uh, is currently under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. <laughs> After working and cooperating with the relevant uh, government agencies... This unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. It is prosecu- oh. prosecutorial misconduct. Oh. Uh, 
the weaponization of the justice system. He did not write this part. Like this is wait, this is a, this is lawyer speak. Uh, and an attack by the radical left Democrats. He definitely wrote that part who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024, especially based on recent polls and who will like likewise do anything to stop Republicans and conservatives in the upcoming midterm elections. Such an assault could only be, uh, take place in a broken third world uh, countries. <laughs> Sadly, America has now become one of those countries corrupt at a level not seen before. They even broke into my safe. <laughs> what? what is exclamation point what is the difference between this and watergate where operatives broke into the democratic national committee here in reverse democrats broke into the home of the 45th president of the united states uh oh there's more the political persecution of president donald j trump has been going on for years with the now fully debunked russia 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 scam impeachment hoax number one impeachment hoax number two and so much more it just never ends is the political targeting at the highest level, exclamation point. Hillary Clinton was allowed to delete and acid wash 33,000 emails after the uh, they were subpoenaed by Congress. Absolutely nothing has happened to hold her accountable. Even She even took antique furniture and other items from the White House. <laughs> this is just the pettiest shit ever. It's so I fucking love it. funny. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. So... The one point that he actually made that was true, and that is is ironic because she's trying to fucking grift off of this as per usual. She's trying. She just put on sale a bunch of but her emails hats, and they all sold out um, because she's a fucking psychopath. Um, the whole butter email thing refers to her doing a digital version of exactly what he did. Like she literally, you know, stored confidential, fucking classified documents that should have been kept. Uh, in governmental records in a private email server. He just ha- he's just fucking old. He's an old geezer and fucking kept the paper versions, but she did the exact same thing in a digital form. And, right. you know, it, it, again, they're both fucking criminals. Uh, he's a lifelong criminal. And her and her fucking husband are lifelong criminals. So for her to have the balls and then to see liberals, yeah, using her... You, you could celebrate him being, you know, raided and harassed by the FBI all you want. <laughs> it's funny as hell. But to see her being used as like, oh, well, she was vindicated for this. Really? Because she did like almost the exact same thing. Like, what, what are you what are you fucking talking about? Like, it, it's it's hilarious. But yeah. It, so, yeah, he it, he's just losing his fucking mind right now. The funny thing is this will probably prompt him into running again because now he knows he's got to have the protection of the presidency to avoid going to jail. Well, he already this. he already said the only question is whether he was going to announce before or after the midterms when he was going to start running. Oh, um, well, I, I don't think he's I mean his that that was leaked to the media so he clearly wanted that out there but he's never from his lips to a public forum said that but he's I mean it's not it's not a question. He's for sure running. And he's right. for sure going to win their nomination and if the Democrats run Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Pete Buttigieg or pretty much anyone else that they could run, he's going to win. So Right. It, well, I mean, they'd rather have Trump president than Bernie. So there you go. Um, right. I, I did. I did right. like the like all the fucking MAGA meltdowns, though. Uh, oh, like, yeah. so, what's her name? Marjorie Taylor Greene. It was oh, like defund, defund the, the FBI. FBI. <laughs> it's like um, somebody posted a, a meme and it's like like uh, somebody's math homework. <laughs> you saw that where it's like they and, and they're I don't even know what the equation was, but like the teacher wrote next to it you know amazing your formula was wrong and somehow you still got the right answer (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh God, oh, it's so, it's so funny. fucking funny. <clears throat> and it's it's just it's it's like all these people, you know, they're like, you know, if you don't if you don't like America, move away. You know, it's like, what do you think the FBI is? That's that's America. That's the government. That's law enforcement. That, they, that's that's the LEOs that you fucking put your bumper sticker all over your fucking truck shit for, right? Right, and, and I actually liked things much better. Like, not that I liked it during the Bush administration, but I liked the 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 where the lines were drawn much better. Where liberals at least had to pretend to hate the fucking intelligence agencies and you know law enforcement, and and the right wing was like, oh yeah, no, we love the CIA and the FBI, and yeah, go go black bag somebody and fucking you know hook their balls up to a fucking car battery. Like we love that. Oh. <laughs> That's they did that shit and fucking no, I know. Brave, you know? Hey, um, I just watched the movie. Uh, I just watched the movie Cherry. Or wait, was that the movie that had all yeah, the fucking torture um, in it? Tom Holland, the Tom Holland movie you were saying? Oh, God, no. I, I watched that and I watched something else that's um, very much about the torture stuff, but it's not that movie. It's another one. Was it the another... John Stewart movie, Rosewater or whatever the fuck it was? No. I can't remember what the fuck it is now. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I oh yeah. So anyway, Cherry Tom Holland. Um, you know how like it, we're we're so used to seeing uh, movies about the military that are approved by the Pentagon. Yeah. Uh, it, that that when you see one that's not approved by the Pentagon, it really fucking shows. And, it, and you know, first of all, like they can't use like real military uniforms. They have to right. use like something different, so it looks weird. Um, but this his movies like Tom Holland, it's almost like he's like he's trying to take roles that are as far away from Spider-Man as possible <laughs> because he, he he joins the military, goes through hell as a medic and gets out of the out of the war and becomes a fucking junkie. And I, I, maybe it's based on a novel or somebody's real, whatever. Um, but even for the very beginning, he goes to fucking basic training and he's he, there's like just basic voiceover narration. And within like the first 24 hours of him being there, he's describing just like all this, all the shit of basic training on the first day. And then at the end of the like the little monologue, he's like, so yeah, don't join the fucking military. <laughs> <laughs> just, just straight up says it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. there you go. Pentagon's not going to like that one. No. Good movie overall. Um, yeah. Good acting. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think Tom Holland's like phenomenal as far as like, you know, recreating himself in every role he right. does but yeah it still does the work he's just hampered by that perpetual young fate like i just cannot see him as like a grown adult like like he was in that fucking uncharted movie and i didn't even see it but i just saw some of like the trailers or whatever for it and i'm like he just looks like a kid like i can't imagine him as like an indiana jones type like i'm sure he's fine in the role but like i don't know yeah, he's just fine so yeah, well, i watched that face. too and i was i like i've nothing else to watch so i'll watch the fucking movie based on a game starring the dregs you know, of netflix or whatever <laughs> right right like I, I will not watch that fucking shit with gal gadot and the rock and fucking ryan what's his name oh god um, red notice or whatever the fuck it's yeah called. i just i won't sink to that fucking level <laughs> no like, that's that's the ultimate fucking i watched gray man with ryan gosling who hasn't done a movie in four years uh him and um chris fucking... uh, chris uh Chris, the Chris, the the Captain America, Chris Evans, Chris, Chris, Chris Evans, Evans. <laughs> yeah, one of the Chris's, uh, yeah, the one who's or, not a religious psychopath. 
Yeah, Chris Evans is great because like you, you see him play these assholes and you're like, wow, he's like, <laughs> he's always <laughs> you're been... so used to him as Captain America, and then you see him as in this movie as Captain Manicure because he pulls people's fingernails out. Uh, <laughs> but he's a great. Him. That's the thing is like before he was Captain America, he was a great teen asshole in like a bunch of teen comedies, right? So it was so weird to see him as Captain America, but he was so great at it that you almost forgot that he's he can really play like the high school jock dickhead. And like the uh, adult version, which is, you know, yeah, FBI I mean, agent or whatever the you fuck ha- he was. You still haven't movie. seen Knives Out, but that was like the first big role he I did after after um, the fucking Infinity War or All whatever right. the fuck or uh, Endgame. And he, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but he, like, I mean, the whole family is a bunch of fucking rich assholes, but he's right. like the most rich asshole in the movie. He's very, he's very good at that. No, I like that's that's his strong suit as an actor. So Captain America is almost yeah. against type for him. Yeah. But. Yeah, I was just I was thinking yesterday just all, all the fucking Ezra Miller shit. I was like, you know, DC has got uh Amber Heard, Ezra Miller, and Gal Gadot. Like kind of <laughs> kind of makes Chris Pratt not look so bad, even though he's a he is still a total fucking douchebag. Right, right. He just is good at hiding it. Like his PR team constantly tried like that that you see that thing where he like did some people magazine interviews, like, man, religion's fucked up, man. Like organized religion. like he tried to like do something to distance himself from the weird culty like sing like hill song churches in or whatever like uh, yeah well, well he, like just we did, he, he are, just dude. did some like right-wing military movie and it got just trashed by critics and then he came out and said well it's been it's been watched uh 1.8 billion minutes well he tweeted something like, about what a like oh metric. woke woke scolds like you know or like he tweeted out some review that was like clearly written by like a ben shapiro type so i was like we know who you are dude like you know whatever you can pretend like you're not a fucking douchebag like you're not he he just knows what happens when you go full fucking uh gina carano so he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to end up doing you know god's right. not dead seven god's not deader with fucking kevin sorbo and gina serrano <laughs> or gina carano whatever well i mean you know every time he gets in trouble he fucking calls up Robert Downey Jr. to fucking bail him out and have him be like, well, he's actually a really good guy. Like, look, I, I get you went through AA, but you don't need to fucking say somebody's a good guy just because you're going to the same fucking church or whatever. <laughs> oh, God. Is he, one of, is he in there, too? I didn't know that. That's I don't even know thing. if it's that same church. I just know that, like, he, Robert Downey Jr. is like a fucking born-again guy, oh, and that was man. part of him getting sober was finding the Lord, right? It's that whole fucking crutch. i mean that's literally aa is built on that like it's a it's a fucking secret way to indoctrinate sure, but you there, into there's other christianity programs but... besides aa that no right don't but like involve... that's the that's like the premier one and they kind of almost trick you into it like i know i've known a lot of people that do that and it's like Hollywood, oh yeah well, yeah the, the, the whole rehab is like a whole industry oh, that yeah. preys on fucking celebrities there like going in and out of rehab in hollywood is just like like there's people that will fucking suck you into that shit because they're getting money out of it, right? right. And they they don't even work for the actual rehab clinic. They're just they're like they're like finders, right? It's like get somebody hooked on some shit and then get them into rehab, and you get a fucking retainer or some crazy. Well, thing I mean, like that's that. literally the whole the whole bones of Scientology is built on like you don't need therapy, you don't need pharmaceuticals. You this is why you have bad thoughts. This is why you're people think you're quote unquote <laughs> mentally ill, and it's just the new age version of the same shit that churches right. have been doing for years. Jehovah's it, Witnesses. I mean, the reason why. Prince died from fucking painkillers, ODing on painkillers, wasn't because he was addicted to them. It's because he was in so much fucking pain because it fucking... They don't allow blood Jehovah's Witnesses wouldn't allow blood transfusions, so he couldn't get hip surgery. Right. But but apparently taking fucking pills until you die is just fine. 
It's unreal. He's such he was such a cash cow for them. You think they would make an exception in his case? Be like, no, you know what? Uh, Jehovah said it's cool if you if you get just you get blood transfusions. Like literally <laughs> the only person we have going for us, and we're gonna let him fucking die. Right? Idiots. Like literally Morons. the only. Per- I think it's so annoying when celebrities like insist everyone refer to them as a single name, except for Prince. He was the only one that like could do that and right. have it not be fucking stupid and pretentious this the girl from fucking dune and spider-man zendaya whatever the fuck like you know she's got like three middle names <laughs> she has a first three middle names and like a last name and she's like no no no, just call me by my first name only like who the fuck are you you're like 19 years old what the fuck are you talking right. about like you, you don't get to do that until you're like like legitimately have done some real well, Zen- shit. zendaya coleman's not as exotic sounding it's just zendaya so. it's just it's i don't know yeah it's ridiculous whatever it's it's fucking stupid but you were i mean you know it's great you're in those movies and on that tv show where that other chick shows her tits every episode whatever but i mean like still it's like Right, that show that's a remake Prince of a was fucking... a huge, you know, industry changing musical artist. At least Madonna right. could fucking say that, like she had, you know, if how you could play guitar like <laughs> if you could play guitar like Prince, I'll call you whatever the fuck you want. I'll call you one name. I'll call you fifteen names. I'll call you a symbol, like whatever the fuck you want. If you can't play guitar like him, then you know, yeah, give, I mean, give me you're a real not, fucking you're not name. A musical artist. You're a fucking actor. Like you don't. It's not <laughs> right. a whatever. Oh God. Um. I remember what we were talking about. <laughs> well, we started the talking Democrats about suck. fucking music and artists and performers. So it's way more interesting than fucking... Talk about uh, oh, right. Pink Floyd's Roger Waters, um, who what is a... just like parentally... Like, could you imagine looking that good at 78 years old? Oh, no, he looks great for his age, for sure. I mean, he... l- l- c- compare him to Bernie Sanders or fucking Trump or Joe Biden. It's like... <laughs> the, I mean, first of all, he's got all of his hair, which is, you know, bonus, but just he fucking looks like he's I wish I had as much hair as him. I mean, late 50s, <laughs> right? And has, but... like politically, he's perfect on everything. Like he's just he just is always right on every issue. You never, you know, like look at Eric Clapton. You're just like, oh, God. Right. right? But you think like, well, that's just because he's old, right? Like, no, even, he was... even good, <laughs> even like really artists are usually really good, like the Eddie Vedders of the world. You're like every once in a while that just a thing like this Ukraine thing comes along and they just get the wrong people in their ear and they don't do enough of their own research. And it's just right. Oh, God, like you see something that they say and you're like, fuck. But what did Eddie Vedder say something about Ukraine? That I, you was know, cringe? I don't remember if he did or if they played. But like there, I just saw a lot of people who I pseudo respected their their political views like i i don't think rage against the machine did anything pro ukraine but they also did tell people to vote for joe biden so like oh individually they're not, not even a band anymore they haven't been a band no, for well, like now 25 they, they, they reunited uh like oh. a couple months ago they're playing shows but and yeah, they didn't they, they didn't do it as a band but the, each of the members collectively like yeah i'm probably gonna vote for him even though he sucks which like really guys like whatever fucking I can almost understand that from Tom Morello, but Zach Delaroca, I was very disappointed to see that. Seriously, isn't the whole like, reason you fucking chain smoke cigarettes because you hung up the Zapatistas for Tim? Right, too you're long like and... a fucking revolutionary communist. What are you doing, bro? Like, come on. Uh, like, anyway, you think it matters if you personally vote? I'd be fucking out there being like, uh, I'm rocking against the vote. Stop voting. <laughs> right. right, exactly. I'm here to rock the riot. So, oh, I well, speaking ro- of rioting, I watched that um, Lollapalooza doc that you wanted me to. Oh, the, well, the the uh, Woodstock one. 
Oh yeah, what did I say? Lollapalooza. Yeah, yeah. Woodstock. Woodstock yeah. '99. Other, other disastrous rape down. fest that that that, that goes on. <laughs> um, yeah, it, no, it was it was just hilarious, like watching that and like everybody who knows better, uh, saying, "Yeah, we don't know why everyone rioted. Uh, who we were charging, you know, exorbitant amounts of money for water." That's that's <laughs> the and, and that was actually the great thing about it. And I actually really recommend it for people. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's called. Uh, train wreck i think woodstock 99 it's like a yeah. three-part like 45 minute document each episode documentary and that's the thing with woodstock 99 which at the time i was like all about because i was you know the height of my fucking i, I love new met i was like 11 years old or whatever i was at that point and i fucking loved <laughs> i loved limp biscuit I, I like kid rock oh, you man. know fucking don't tell anybody <laughs> um, but corn uh, was i still like corn i mean corn's you know they got some good shit but uh and that was like that was my absolute fucking that was my Woodstock, you know, like the, like the sixties Woodstock was our fucking grandparents' Woodstock or whatever. See, my Woodstock was ninety four. Woodstock no, ninety four was awesome. Fucking well, that was okay. So the the big thing about that one, it wasn't wasn't fire, it was mud. Right, but it, it was a lot less psychotic and right. it, was, it was a lot more fun loving <laughs> and if then not disgusting. The, my favorite part of it because I was a huge Primus fan back in the nineties, uh-huh. but. Primus went out on stage and played My Name is Mud, and Les Claypool apparently didn't think that people would start throwing mud on stage. <laughs> right. It was just like when, when Anthony Kiedis was like, oh yeah, let's like, play. Literally. It's like you, and then he starts like yelling at the audience to stop throwing mud. It's like, dude, <laughs> it's, it's fucking raining. Everyone's sliding down a mud hill and you're playing your song. My name is mud. And you're going to tell people, please stop throwing mud or we're going to stop. It's like, dude. that's, that's right up there with, <laughs> that's right up there with Anthony Kiedis seeing people setting fires in the crowd and be like, Hey, let's go play uh fire by Jimi Hendrix as our set closer. Like that should go well. right. They're not right. going to completely light everything else on fire. Cause it's fucking awesome. I mean, why did Fred? Durst play a song called break stuff if you didn't think people were going to break stuff two days later so yeah so, uh, that's i mean that and that was actually the really interesting thing is that yeah no it's not fucking fred durst's fault or kid rock's fault that people rioted and like broke things and and you know what uh, certainly the rape shit is just the broy culture of the time and that's you know that can't be a, a well, was sexual assaults at the first Woodstock in right, 69. No, uh, I mean, right, and you, you put 300,000 people into a tight, confined space. Right, and they act always like animals. Be somebody who fucking, you know, does that. And that's and that's awful. But it's like, you know, again, Woodstock was supposed to be all about peace and love. And now you're having like these fucking metalcore, you know, bands come in there. And but, it's, you know, right. Like, yeah. A lot of their fans are fucking jerks. And but still, it's like they, you riot at a concert. Like what got broken? A fucking retired Air Force base? Well, so and th- and that's <laughs> the thing is like and it wasn't even you know and that for years they like the concert promoters and all the fucking that one guy the the bald guy like the money guy was such a fucking shit like such a capitalist shithead you could tell like just took no responsibility for anything. But and and for years they would try to blame it on you know Fred Durst or whoever and this and that. And like the, the the third part of that series is a great job of highlighting the fact that capitalism was the complete reason for Woodstock 99 and the complete reason for the chaos that was Woodstock 99, because they literally penned these fucking kids in there for three days. They took all their water and food. And when they came in, it's on an Air Force yep. base. There's no fucking shade. It's a fucking hundred something degrees in the middle of August or whatever, you know, July or August. Um, no shade anywhere, no fucking water, you know, no, uh, cleanup crew. Cause they ch- skimped on costs cause they were trying to make as much money as they could again in the true capitalist spirit of Woodstock. Um, and, and it would, they were just put these people in like a refugee camp basically. And they wonder why they were like 
furious and burning things and looting like yeah so that's th- that's actually the most fascinating thing about it is like if you didn't yeah. really know anything about that you you might change your perspective on what actually happened you know to, to well, cause i remember the that disaster. night i remember the night that it happened and it was a sunday it was a sunday night and it was hot as fucking and where i was growing up too and a bunch of us all went over to a friend's house to go swimming we had the radio on and they were like announcing that you know that there was riots happening and that people were burning ne- down everything they could get their hands on <laughs> and me and all my friends were like <laughs> that's Fuck fucking yeah. awesome right? <laughs> <laughs> and not to be like you know fuck the fuck the festival but just like what better way to fucking end it than to, i mean it's, it's, it's a bunch of like oh so some speakers got torched you know i mean like it didn't sound like anyone was you know i i don't think anyone died from it did they nobody died from the riot somebody actually did die at the festival because again of their lack of fucking precautions and safety right. somebody died of heat stroke in in like on during the day so like not even like when the riots were going on because they just did nothing to fucking you know they didn't have right. enough staff because they didn't want to spend the money because they wanted to maximize profit which again the true spirit of woodstock <laughs> you know just really well and they even say in the fucking documentary that like so many people you know tore the fence down and got in for free in 94 that they didn't make as much money as they could have right they were determined to make sure that didn't happen so they basically operated it as an open-air prison right and, and they were like they freely admitting that in this documentary <laughs> and, like, and and michael lang the guy who's like behind the original woodstock this fucking weird like that weird guy with the curly hair like he yeah. so he was buying the original woodstock and he you know clearly viewed himself as like you know this the, like as a communist agrarian communist like the first woodstock there were free food uh pan like free food kitchen like you didn't pay for shit at the original woodstock um and you know there were problems but it was a lot more agrarian and utopian and like of what that society became and he is like the fucking perfect example of what actually happened to the baby boomer generation because he oh, completely yeah. sold out and sold all the, all the hippies that turned into Reaganites in the right. 80s right and he of course still doesn't think he is he still has this aloof like you know oh i'm a hippie kind of personality but again he's working with these <laughs> yeah. fucking vultures that that are trying to strip mine this fucking ip that he created and make as much money as possible and like you know you see him at the end of the movie and he's in this fucking amazing house with this 20 foot fucking picture window into this beautiful fucking backyard oh, yeah. and like well like this guy I mean, clearly is not you know these, these people all think that they were that they were the successful business people and that it's it's the fans that ruined it it's like really? right why haven't you tried to do this again in the last 23 years if that's the case right and they actually <laughs> and, did and try somehow, in 2019 and nobody would let them do it because they're like yeah i don't know we're not <laughs> we saw right. it happen so we're not gonna let you do well, that and I, and I love that they mentioned the fact that and not that i have any love for this thing but they mentioned the fact that you know at, at burning man which happens every year right. hundreds of thousands of people get together and burn <laughs> shit down on purpose every single year without any problem <laughs> right <laughs> so you know and, and you know but there, there's clearly been a privatization of that uh and it's become like this playland for rich people but like you know you you don't get there and there's a fucking fence and they strip search you and take your food and water away that also started, though, as this really beautiful thing. And like, again, just what happens in America is capitalism gets its claws into it. And it's like, we can make a lot of fucking money from this really cool experience that people are having. Right. Let's make it as miserable as possible and make, you know, $20,000 fucking glamping tents. And I mean, you know, we like- could have just a bunch of fucking hippie kids in their fucking, you know, VW vans 
Or we could get Jared Leto out here. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's just remember the nothing. headline where he like wandered in from the desert after a month and like didn't know COVID was happening. Oh, that was so funny. No, he was, was on. Like, no, he was on his fucking little cult island with his like. Right. Remember his fucking. Like, like, this is literally a fucking Aram. episode of Black Mirror. This was an episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> they had to get the guy from the th- sat phone to get on the thing. Uh, fucking it's just so depressing though like when you think about just yeah anything uh, anything good capitalism will find a way to fucking ruin it nothing you know but capitalism can cannot last. ruin my man roger waters which is what we're gonna right uh, circle no. back so, to here yeah so he was on cnn being interviewed because they'll, yeah. they'll occasionally trot him out because he's super famous um and you know they start to i don't even remember the guys interviewing him, some bald dickhead um and oh, yeah the bald dickhead I think Andrew Kaczynski, something I, I don't know whatever um so <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of those guys uh so he fucking was interviewing him and they're and he started talking about well yeah well taiwan you know is encircling china he's like what the fuck are you talking about like he, roger wires just went off and you know talked about how it's preposterous that um you could say that they're encircling a part of the country that, that they are like that China is somehow encircling a part of its own country, you know, all this shit. And just, you know, saying all the right things, foreign policy wise. And it was just, and of course, CNN took his clip and chopped it up and like, you know, they, they took context out, but even the chopped up party sounded completely right. And, you know, and then they started talking about the Ukraine and he's one of the few people that's actually calling out. You you said the Ukraine that's racist, (laughs) right? (laughs) um and so yeah the 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 imperialist western media was very very finger waggy concerned about what roger waters said on cnn uh and i have a little bit here to read from um uh, uh the independent the independent of london uh which is i would argue not very independent so this is an article uh by a guy named skylar baker jordan uh who on twitter says his heart lies in tennessee and london so, yeah, uh, the headline alone is just like, of course, this is like very <laughs> Pink Floyd's Roger Waters has some seriously worrying views on Ukraine, Russia and China. Seriously <laughs> worrying. Like, why are you worrying about what someone else thinks for one? Like, so <laughs> he, he starts here. Not everyone you dislike is a war criminal. This should go without saying, but apparently Roger Waters, co-founder of the legendary rock band Pink Floyd, but most known to younger audiences as the, as the man who wanted Madonna to boycott Eurovision when it was held in Israel, and who thinks he is more important than Drake, and The Weeknd needs to have it repeated. <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah, because because young people really give a shit what Roger Waters thinks about Drake and The Weeknd. Like, right. Who cares? Right. <laughs> like, and yeah, he is way more important. Than, I like. I I actually like the weekend. I'm not a huge fan of Drake, but but again, Roger Waters is part of the one of the most important <laughs> bands in the history of fucking music. So my my favorite thing about the weekend was when uh, he played the Super Bowl and like everybody, all the dancers on the field because they couldn't do like a the traditional stage because it's COVID. So they right. had all the dancers just out on the field, all had like the same outfit on, and people were like on fucking MAGA Twitter were like, this reminds me of communist China where everyone has <laughs> right. to dance the same. Like, you've never, have you ever fucking been to Broadway? You ever right. seen a fucking stage? <laughs> Synchronized dancing of have any you, kind. I mean, you, you ever seen a musical performance with multiple dancers ever? You ever seen cheerleaders? Like, do you understand the concept of synchronized dancing? You ever seen Grease? <laughs> R.I.P. Olivia Newton-John, by the way. Oh, I yeah. I went to, I went to my grocery store yesterday and they were fucking blasting 
the entire soundtrack of Greece, <laughs> and I was I got a little sad. I was just like, "Fuck it!" Really, I, I actually really like that soundtrack. I I think that's yeah. Hey, um, I mean, it's great. I'm not a big musical theater I know, fan, I know. but I will say, rest in peace, Living Newton John. Uh, because one of my favorite cheesy fucking films of all time is Xanadu. Okay. Xanadu. <laughs> oh man. Fucking roller skating movie with uh, what's his name from Singing in the Rain? It was his last film, and he hated it. <laughs> <laughs> what's that guy's name? Gene uh, something. Gene, Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Gene Kelly, who was just like his whole career was doing amazing musical uh films, and then he's reduced like in his final years doing a fucking schlock cheesy fucking. Badly overdone movie called Xanadu, where they didn't even have the dialogue until like the day. They would write the dialogue oh, on the day of this movie. Uh, and, and all the music was done by ELO, Electrical Light Orchestra. <laughs> it's just, it's like the biggest fucking cheese fest, but she's great in it. And 70s were a wild time. There was a lot of cocaine yeah. in, yeah, involved in every. So. Or right, well, you know, late 70s, early. It was, it, yeah. There was a lot of cocaine involved in almost every creative decision and every creative. Oh, level. yeah. All that, all those movies that were oh. like Ro- Robert Evans, Robert. Evans, Evans, Robert Altman, Evans? or who? no, not Robert Altman, the, the fucking producer that did Chinatown and did like more cocaine than oh, like a, like a hot tub full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patton Oswalt does a great uh, impression of him doing his own audiobook and just like kind of <laughs> Patton Oswalt's like, "Have you ever want to know what Diane Keaton's pussy tastes like, full of apple juice? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna find out in chapter seven. <laughs> Like, look it up. It's hilarious. Oh, man. That's great. Um, so uh, just to continue with the article here <laughs> yeah, from this fucking turd guy, Skylar Baker Jordan, Waters recently included a picture of Joe Biden in a list of war criminals featured in his This Is Not A Drill live show. I guess that's the name of his, his tour. Uh, in an interview with CNN's Michael Shirt Smirk. Smirkanovich. Smirkanovich. Yeah. That's, I, I don't even not try to say that right. Uh, the presenter pushed back on the inclusion while the rock star stuck to his guns, accusing Biden of, quote, fueling the fire in the Ukraine and insisting that it was a huge crime. The U.S. Waters insisted should encourage Ukrainian President Zelensky to, quote, negotiate, um, obviating the need for this horrific, horrendous war. Rather than laying blame squarely on at the feet of Vladimir Putin, the man who actually ordered the Russian invasion of a sovereign state, Waters wants to posture against perceived Western imperialism. Perceived. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, where do you get that idea? Oh, he perceived it out of nowhere. So then he, he, he uh, this writer decides to make himself the center of the story then. He says, I protested against the Iraq war because no matter how evil I personally found Saddam Hussein, Hussein, I did not see just justification for invading a sovereign state which had not attacked us. So I, I looked it up because he claims he was protesting the Iraq war. Uh, he, This writer was 14 years old when we invaded Iraq. So, I mean, maybe his parents took him to a protest, but right. I, don't, I don't really think he... It's not really serious. Right. Well, but also Saddam Hussein wasn't bombing fucking, you know, Puerto Rico or, you know, some some outlying territory of our country and like, just <clears throat> ma- you know, massacring their citizens on a daily fucking basis. Like then it would almost right. be like, ah, well, well that, I mean, that's, that's the thing is these, these people don't I mean, no context, don't whatsoever. know anything about the context of the conflicts been going on for the last eight years. Uh, so then he continues as, rep- as reprehensible as America's imperial wars of the 20th and 21st century were, they were not wars of conquest. There was never any serious talk nor motivation of incorporating Vietnam, Iraq, or Afghanistan into the American empire. 
<laughs> like, so he can even admit that, like, you know, oh, yes, those were completely immoral, but like, we weren't going to stay forever. Just 20 years, just 20 years per country. That's all, you know? So he says, nation building and forcing our way of life on a sovereign state might be a form of imperialism. <laughs> might be. <laughs> But the idea was that eventually the United States military would leave those countries. Like, this this guy cannot be fucking serious. So he finishes here. The post-war order has, despite its flaws, proven remarkably stable and extremely conductive to peace. That is because, largely, we accept that wars of conquest are no longer acceptable. Instead, (laughs) we try to resolve our differences diplomatically. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean the way that Roger Waters just fucking said that we should? You fucking idiot. Right. (laughs) It's also it's also completely fucking laughable that an American reporter says we solve our conflicts diplomatically when we're bombing who knows how many countries right now. I, I mean, just I, I love that like in order to pad his own credentials as as being somehow uh, a, a an honest broker, he's forced to come to the same conclusion of the person that he's attacking. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he but he will never admit that that's the solution in this situation because clearly Vladimir Putin must be eliminated because he cost Hillary the 2016 election and they'll of, never of course and they'll never they'll never get get over that you know and you know what really fucking depresses me is that I don't know how the copyright situation is is worked out but I, it seems like Roger Waters doesn't own the Pink Floyd copyright because fucking David Gilmore I don't know if you saw this released a single in early 2022 called Hey Hey Rise Up with Andrei Kulinovic, uh, a Ukrainian singer, which is a complete fucking <laughs> propaganda. I mean, the, the fucking cover of it is literally a fucking sunflower with the Ukrainian, uh, uh, you know, the blue and the, the the yellow fucking flag colors, like in the typography or whatever. Like, c- you couldn't be any more shit lib, and and fucking Roger Waters has to just sit there and watch them use the bastardize the fucking name of, yeah. of you know the thing that he co-founded this that's i mean i don't give a shit about him i mean sid, sid barrett and roger waters are really only two people in that band that mattered to me but um yeah it's it's always a shame when you see uh you know somebody using the the brand for ill intent but yeah i'm sure it just bug, bums him out but you know whatever what, what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah I, I mean he, he's just he's you know the fa- the fact that he was able to almost single handedly enforce the you know the BDS blockade of music artists on Israel. You know every remember you remember when I had that tweet that went like super fucking viral where I was bashing on um, Lana, what's her name was it Lana Del Rey yeah yeah and it it like that tweet got like one point seven million impressions <laughs> and uh, there's no way that like her handlers didn't see it because it was fucking trending. Uh, you know, but ultimately, like, she decided not to go play in Israel. But I'm sure right. that, like, he fucking called her up, too, and was like, the fuck are you doing? I'm Roger Waters. I'm telling you, you're not allowed to play there. <laughs> so, good guy. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So, I had a huge piece I was going to read about uh, Facebook and the CIA, but I think I'm going to save that for another time because it is uh, quite a long read here. But I did want to end with something short and funny. Um, I saw this headline. Didn't get a chance to get to it last week, but... The headline, this is a very clumsily written headline because like you read it and you're like, it could mean two different, very different things. (laughs) So the headline here, Turning Point USA condemns neo-Nazi protesters outside conservative convention that drew Trump. So the Turning Point USA condemns neo-Nazi protesters. So Turning Point USA. So were were there people protesting neo-Nazis and Turning Point USA condemned those protesters because they like the Nazis? (laughs) 
or were the neo-Nazis the ones doing the protesting outside the Turning Point USA convention? And Turning Point was like, no, that's a bridge too far. But if that's the case, what were the neo-Nazis protesting outside the right-wing mega convention? Like, what? What? Like, (laughs) was the menu not up to their liking? Right. What was? What was the quibble between the the far-right mega fucking you know? Uh, turf anti LGBT, you know, handmaidens tail people, and the people that were like just outright Hitler salute Nazi flag guys. <laughs> like, what was what was the daylight between them that they were that one group was protesting the other, and then the other had to condemn the people protesting them? The article didn't say, so I'm still wondering what the fuck it was. But it's just like, I don't know. It's just always funny when like you know Republicans are like reluctantly forced to condemn outright Nazis. That's, <laughs> right. that's, that's not who we are. I mean, we might agree with every single thing they say, but we don't, <laughs> right. we don't fly that swastika. Right. Right. It, it's, you know, it, it's easy for them to do it with the, with the old timey forties Nazis. Cause you know, they're foreign, but when it comes to their own fucking, you know, their Hitler youth fucking kids and grandkids, it's a little tougher for them to be like, well, yeah, we don't really condone what's going on there. Um, but <laughs> Did you see it's slightly unrelated, but did you see this that hilarious thing that happened at CPAC where they had the the guy in the fucking MAGA hat in the in the orange jumpsuit oh, in the jail? God. <laughs> yes. Yes, the little performance oh. art thing oh, he was God. doing. And somebody posted a picture because Marjorie uh Taylor Green, fucking MAGA insane. Right, MAGA Barbie, fucking psycho congresswoman crazy she's crazy she's insane and crazy and that's not a fucking knock on people with mental illness she's just a freak crazy fucking cunt and there's no way you can say otherwise she believes objectively insane things yeah no i mean yes even for republicans she's 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 insane so somebody posted a picture of her where she's like kneeling in front of the guy (laughs) and she's it looks like she's like looking up to him with her mouth open oh yeah she it's it's a hundred i mean the the first thing people put under that was like the brazzers logo was like the first photoshop i saw so so somebody posted this in, in a facebook group and they captioned it, what's the name of this porno? <laughs> and of course, my my entry in the comments was, make America gape again. <laughs> nice. But then some fucking dipshit comments, I don't feel like this is good to attack these people oh because it al- always ends up being uh, bashing on sex workers. And, and I was like, these aren't sex workers. These are fucking Nazis that are cosplaying as victims. You fucking stupid motherfucker. Right. What? Oh, God, that's come and then on, he came guys. back and like said some more shit. And I was just like, these are not sex workers. Nobody is bashing sex workers, you stupid SJW. Oh, it's so ridiculous. So yeah. stupid. Can't have any fun. Can't have any no, fun. And like right. literal Nazis without somebody being like, well, that's not nice. Pe- people do things. And, you know. No, and right. And we completely support, you know, anyone who actually does that for a profession, just not Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is a fucking psychopath and would be really annoyed, I'm sure, if she saw that. But although who knows? I mean, she she also fondled a fucking cardboard cutout of Donald Trump. I'm sure you've seen that video. <laughs> where she like literally fondled like the, the the balls of a Donald Trump cardboard cutout at one of her rallies. <laughs> I have not seen that, no. and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that no, was it's it yeah, Re- th- yeah. This person's in Congress, um, and yeah, for sure was like in on the fucking January sixth, like letting them in the door, uh, fucking party that went on with some of the crazier 
uh, Congress people, but yeah. Anyway, that but that was really funny. Yeah, the, just the just the guy, the performance art where you just like apparently did, some reporter was there. He's like, this guy is not broken character. I've been here three hours and he just keeps crying and he he goes over and writes on the blackboard and he cries and he goes and sit down sits on his cot and he cries and then he goes and sits in his chair and he cries. <laughs> it's just I love that like the acting out of of you know the of fucking around and finding out that he's like acting right. that out like like nobody told us that if we breach the capital <laughs> in defiance of, of the you know secret service with guns drawn telling us to stand down that somehow we would get shot and killed right right no it was the, the, huge... the, the very people the very people that are like well if he complied he would still be alive it, it, then fucking dumb white bitch <laughs> tries breaking through the door and gets shot one shot one kill and they're like, she was a martyr. It's like, you fucking dumbass. Unreal. <laughs> fucking morons. Maybe if you had a fucking plan, you would have actually gotten somewhere other than just, you know, taking a shit on someone's desk. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, you know, <laughs> that couldn't have happened to a nicer person than Nancy Pelosi. But yeah. Um, yeah all right. No, well, like, that... like we've always said, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't their tactics that were wrong. It was, it was their ideology that was wrong. Right. It was their reasoning that we didn't agree with. But their tactics, fuck it. I mean, you know, I, again, you know. <clears throat> I support anyone making right. powerful people uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, not and for, if it for was, good if reason, it was, not for. If it was any sort of of left wing anything, it would have been like we're going to come in here, we're going to occupy a certain space, we're not going to go running into their offices, but we're just going to like hold this space, and we're going to plan to get arrested, and we're all going to stick our right. hands up, and yeah, fucking horse right. shit. But you know, um, yeah, and and it, and if it was left wing people actually violently breaking in, they would all in shot. I'm sure. The mag- oh yeah, they would have the, been, the mag- fucking cops would not have. Hesitated. It wouldn't be people pretending having to pretend to be handcuffed. It would <laughs> right. be people having their arms broken. <laughs> right. If it was actual communists, like try- yeah, forget about it. But oh god, yeah, Roger Waters, awesome. Uh, the the rest of Pink Floyd, not so much. Well, the uh, what fucking David Gilmore, not so much. I don't know about the rest of Pink Floyd. No. No. I'm sure he's all. I wonder, I wonder if Trump's a, a fucking Pink Floyd fan. You think, I don't you think, think Trump he was likes around music? I, Trump's such a weirdo. Really? Like he, I, I, I just. Can't. He's got to like something. He's got to so, be something. He, he's so fucking like when you hear the stories about him, it's a lot like when you hear like like actual like like personal anecdotes about like Vince McMahon. Like billionaires are just genuinely the they're, they're like fucking aliens. Like they're literally like not from this planet. The shit that. They oh yeah. Enjoy. No. It's, like I mean, it, you have to be re- like really fucking off the spectrum to like be a billionaire and like want to be that fucking psychotically obscenely wealthy. Like it's, like, it's yeah, no, it's, it's totally, you're totally onto it. Like, like the, there was, um, I mean, Elon Musk hates public transit. So he's trying to like make it not exist. <laughs> right. For everybody else. Right. right. But then there was that guy, um, some Silicon Valley billionaire back in the nineties, I want to say like late eighties, early nineties, who was convinced that Jimi Hendrix was like the best musician ever. And he would have the music of Jimi Hendrix played over the loudspeakers of every floor of the office of his company. Oh, my God. Every hour of every day. Oh, my God. Because he was convinced that, like, everybody, if they heard Jimi Hendrix playing at all times, they would, like, feel more enlightened and then then would become more uh, productive in their office duties. <laughs> it was just like, it literally did that. And... You know, so basically, like the hundreds of people that work there, um, even if they like Jimi Hendrix, would no longer be able to listen to another Jimi Hendrix song as long as they lived. Right. Look, look, I love Jimi <laughs> Hendrix, but if you played him at my work, where I like, you know, I, and I like my job, but still, like, it's a, a you know it's, fairly it's, unpleasant experience. Like, you don't like it's 
you're yeah. gonna associate it with that you know it's it's like a twilight zone episode where it's like it's like the the, the kid that can do anything is like hey we're gonna do this fun game every single day of, of every single minute and it's like we're all trapped here please let <laughs> us do something else no this is fun <laughs> right it, it's 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 fucking hilarious but i don't yeah. know i mean trump is just i, I I can't imagine what fucking music he likes. Like, it's just such a bizarre concept to even think about him listening, like sitting down with a record and like fucking listening to music. Uh, do you remember the fucking, the funniest clip? I was actually just trying to pull it up now because it's the funniest bit of audio uh, in the world uh, where, where he fucking, um, oh damn, I can't get it going. Uh, where he, like where they told him on the ru- on the runway, on the tarmac that, uh that rbg had died and and like he was like the first i'm hearing of it very tread and, and like fucking tiny dancer by elton john's playing in the background and it's like the the most fucking surreal bizarre thing that you've ever seen like if you've seen this clip and no it's, and, and he and he's got like this great depth of, whoever's shooting this video is like amazing depth of field it's like a fucking it's amazing. It's like a Boz Lerman fucking clip from a Boz Lerman movie. I, I have the audio from it here. I actually just got to top of it. I'm actually sad to hear that. I am sad to hear that. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, damn. I thought that was... Uh, okay, so that wasn't the full clip, but you you can find it on Twitter if you want, but it's basically like somebody literally tells him and he... You see his like genuine reaction. He's like, oh, wow, I, really? I did... You, this is the first I'm hearing of it. You know? She, <laughs> really? Fred said this... And like Tiny Dancer's literally playing as like as he's like getting ready to go on stage or whatever. Fuck his rally. It's so fucking funny, but... Hey, you know, we didn't get to that other clip that we were going to play, um, but we were going to uh, have a segment where we talked about the CIA and, and uh, Facebook, but uh, I don't know. We want to save that clip for next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll play that next week because right, we'll, we can, we'll find a way to fit that in. But um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I don't think he listens to music. I don't think he does anything normal. Yeah, I just do. looked it up and in, I looked up what is Trump's favorite band and the first hit was like some QAnon website and it's like he doesn't listen to music casually. So, so he he listens to it what a politically. Psycho. Imagine not. Li- <laughs> I've met people like that before. Or like I just, I don't like movies or I don't like music. I'm like, what, what do you mean you don't like music? Like that's are you what? I, I just that's like not a that's not a thing a per like a real person says. Like it's you can say I don't I, like country music or I don't like this type sure. of like, but that's it's, fucking it's, weird. It's part of their part of their brain never developed properly. That's and like primal. They don't like, have a emotional response to any kind of music right it's so weird it's, i think it's a form of sociopathy i, I had it, a friend it has once, to be right i had a friend once who like she just did not have the proper receptors in her brain to experience certain emotions and it was she was manic depressive but also it was just like she couldn't like she just fundamentally could not form like real empathy bonds with anybody right and i realized this one time when i had a buddy who was out in California for a few months and he flew back with a bag of powder MDMA strapped to the inside of his thigh. <laughs> oh, and God. about 30 of us all partied together, all did a nice, big, juicy, fat line of fucking ecstasy for the first time. And we also got the cops called on us at the same time. So we hear this banging on the door and somebody fucking dumbass opens the door for the police and they come walking on in and I don't realize that the police are now in this apartment. There's like 30 of us crammed into a small apartment. I'm like, I'm like 19, probably 18 or 19. 
and I'm literally the 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 last person to do a line out of what was I mean we like split like 30 lines 30 lines everyone got to do one but you know it takes time for everyone to get their thing and I literally look up and I see two cops standing in the room directly next to me and I fucking slam the door and then bam I was like holy shit <laughs> I've never been that close to being in serious fucking trouble but I, man we all got really fucking high we were all like the cops eventually left and they just said keep it down whatever and everyone was just fucking high as shit. First time I ever done ecstasy. And it was, you know, wasn't even in pill form. It was just pure powder, MDMA. And everybody is just like, <clears throat> right? Right. Except for my one friend. She, we all took the exact same amount. Everyone's fucking rolling their ass off. Except my one friend. She's just like, I don't feel anything. I don't, I feel nothing. I feel, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're feeling. because so I don't feel anything. Yeah. I'm like, does she just not have like, the receptors in her brain right. that everyone else has to, to like feel joy where this drug just has no effect on you her. You have like, like no dopamine receptors. Like, like that's crazy. There's, there's nothing. It's not, there's nothing to release there. It's right. Unfortunate. Yeah. So yeah, I imagine there's something, the same thing with Trump or billionaires. Or I mean, they hear a song even, and they're just like, that's just noise. It doesn't make me feel anything. I mean, music is like almost primal. Like the, the feeling you get when you hear music, like when you, I remember like the first time you, you just like are compelled to fucking move when you hear certain music or certain you know sometimes beats, yeah you know not all the time like <laughs> i'm not you know. drugs you just reminded me of something else <laughs> i i used to have a buddy that worked at a, a hospital pharmacy so not just uh-huh. a pharmacy but a pharmacy in the hospital and he could he would get me um bottles of liquid ketamine oh my god wow yeah i would trade him uh liquid ketamine for cocaine <laughs> and we would both rip each other off so it, was, it worked out but i just so so you know how like a like a <laughs> this is all parody like, by the way totally unactionable I mean, this is just 20 years ago. Okay, what are they going to get me for? <laughs> no, no, I'm just, um, I'm just yeah, saying to the, the, the Fed that's listening, this is all right. completely hypothetical, but in this hypothetical scenario. Well, I didn't steal anything from the hospital. I was <laughs> right. just giving, I was trading him with right. drugs that are totally illegal. I didn't right. steal anything. So I, I would just, you know, if you, you know, like the, the little vials that you like stick the syringe into, uh-huh. how, you know, like how, how big those are. It's like yeah, about yeah. one or two ounces, whatever. Yeah. Um, so smaller. you just, you, you just take that little bottle full ketamine and you pour like half of it uh into you know a cup of kool-aid or whatever and then you drink it and then you're in a fucking k-hole like you've never been in your life and i i I only (laughs) i was uh basically drank a half a bottle of liquid ketamine and put on some music and it was like i was i couldn't not move to the music it was like my body was moving out of my own control (laughs) right in rhythm with whatever the music was playing, I was like, I can't stop moving. This is fucking amazing. And then eventually I was just like basically crawling on the floor. Like that was, that's how bad it was. <laughs> I was literally, I was, I was fucking. Realistically, you're probably on the floor the whole time. You just thought you were dead. Like you thought you're like, oh I man, mean, I'm really I, dead. I started, I was standing up at one point, but yeah, I was basically Leo DiCaprio <laughs> right. climbing towards the fucking Lamborghini. That's how much of a fucking K-hole I was in. And that was, I didn't do that often. That was just like this one time. Right. I was like, holy fucking shit. And you know, and then you eventually get your motor functions back again. But like, damn, goddamn, talk talk about like 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 you said, like moving to music, you know, uncontrollably. That was it for me. <laughs> so now you know all my drug stories. <sighs> yep. Well, <laughs> I'll save mine for next episode because <laughs> my leg is falling asleep. But yeah, well, um, you got to go take some drugs first before you can have a story. I, well, let's you know. <laughs> 
pump the, pump the, pump the brakes there. I mean, I, you know, I went to film school. I, you know, <laughs> um, but no, yeah, no, not, nothing as exotic as that. Just, just the standard variety, uh, grow on the ground type stuff. But, uh, so I, I, I just enjoyed music on a lot more mellow level probably than your, your K hole fucking yeah, dance yeah. party. But yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, on that note, that about does it for us this week. Um, Rate and review and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left, uh, patreon.com slash move left, uh, facebook.com slash move left idiots. I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at Mike Slutty. Yeah, we'll see you next week. There is no way.